Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Hey, check us out, man. We here at Radio Row Super Bowl 57. We're getting great things done. We got some short episodes, so we're going to give y'all some two-for-ones. Y'all make sure y'all lock in for the whole episode with Catch the Moment Podcast. All right, we're at Catch the Moment Podcast, Radio Row Edition, Super Bowl 57, celebrating 15 years of the helmet catch, man. Getting great done with the bro. Sean Merriman, lights out. First of all, you are Mr. Lights Out, but now we got lights out, extreme fighting, man. I, before I get right into Lights Out, I, I ask every guest, where were you when you saw the helmet catch? What was your thoughts? What was going on? Any stories, um, any story with it? Well, you know, I'm a Patriot hater. <laughs> life. You was committed to it. Oh, man, yeah. No, no, that's a, it's a lifelong lifelong thing I got going. <laughs> um, and I, I remember I was with uh, I was with some of my college college coaches. Yeah. Um, and we were watching the game. Some, some, some of my boys I grew up with, too. Oh. And... Uh, it might have been great for y'all, but it was it was great for me personally. <laughs> felt real good. Oh, I felt good, man. I wasn't there, but I felt like I was there with it. Let's get into it, like, bro. I mean, I, I really want to get into your career because now, now, give me a memory rejog because I know San Diego, Eli Manning, Trey. Yeah. Were you the next year, or were you a product? Were you one of the draft picks that yeah. came? Yeah, yeah. So I was a part of that a part of that trade. <laughs> yeah. They, they end up getting uh, another the first round draft pick. For yeah. That. And so they end up getting the next year the first round when Philip came in and yeah. they had to give up and I was that 12th pick overall. <laughs> and, and you know it's crazy. I'm from Maryland, so you okay. know I spent a lot of time up in New York. And when I would go up there and see family or friends or whatever in, in Jersey, or New York, and they would they were everybody would say that. Yeah. Like man, I wish you was a giant. And they stopped saying it after y'all got the ring. It was like <laughs> it, 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 that kind of went away. Because uh, yeah, you know ring rings over rings over everything. Sure, no no question, man. So let's let's get into it with um, lights out extreme fighting. Tell me about y your journey off the field, was there ever a moment when you transitioned out the game where, you know, we talk about the transition side, where you, you just like, man, I, I don't even know. Because you were one of the, you, you're literally one of the best at what you did in, in your time in the NFL. Was was it that little space that yeah. you had to deal with it? Yeah, no, and no. And how'd you find your way yeah, out? Yeah, Go no for question it. about it. Um, and, I, and I'll tell anybody this, like, I don't care how much stuff you got lined up, that, that year is, yeah. is one of the toughest you'll have because that regiment's not there anymore. There you go. And so, you know, me, I was ready to retire. I got right into TV, went over to um, NFL Network. I had my stuff with lights out that I was building, but it just wasn't the same. Mm. Like, I'll get all set some days, and I'm like, this it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this this is it. And I had plenty of stuff lined up, and I had others, but it wasn't the same feeling of of running out to 70,000 people and, and, and watching, millions of people watching. Yeah. Um, you know, being in that locker room with the guys after a win or loss and getting back on, you know, getting back on the horse again. And it was that that time period, you just, you, you're trying to figure out who you are yeah. and what you want to do. Um, and so it's tough. So when I talk to anybody, especially guys, I say, get start doing what you want to do now while you're playing. There we go. There because we go. That, that first day, that first week that you're done, and you're sitting around, it's like, cool, you only got to get up for something. Today, a couple more weeks go by, and you're like, okay, damn. <laughs> like, what's going on? And, um, you know, I've, I've always been, you know, like, like a media. I love the gym. No doubt. Love training and stuff like that. So that, that got me to the next level, kept me in a good, in a good light. No doubt. Uh, but like I said, man, you, you have to start doing what you want to do while you're playing so you make that transition. How did you overcome? Because we're going we're gonna to pivot into the, into the fighting. But, like, 
when you talk about the dark space or the pain points along this journey, was there anybody central to your to your life? And obviously, like you said, the fitness must have been a big part of just not losing your mind to some extent, right? Because yeah. that just does so much physically. But was there any other places or was there a point where you're just like, I, right, I'm, I'm good because of this moment? Yeah, so I, I think the the working out part was the was the bridge. Got you for me. Got you. I, I use that I use that as a bridge because I was still training MMA stuff. Yeah, I was going in the room, even th- even talking about having a fight around that time when I when I retired, and so that kept me competing. Got you. That kept me competing. That kept me disciplined. So even those days, I was like, oh, I miss it, but I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to spar today, and gotcha. I and I got that out of me, right? That's dope. Uh, and so that's why when I talk to uh, a lot of former guys, I say, hey, pick up a combat sport. Even if you're going to the gym hitting boxing mitts. Yeah. You know, because we're so we're so used to discipline. Sure. And so used to a schedule and regiment that you're trying to find a way. So I, I used that to bridge me to the next part of it. Tell me more, because like I said, I, I'm, I, I kind of watch UFC from a distance. I watch extreme fighting from a distance. Tell me about lights out, lights out extreme fighting. Is, is there a difference, or what? What are you guys doing within your within your ecosystem? That sets you apart. Yeah, so I um, I started training um, between 2005 and 2006. Like, just I wanted to get better on my hands. That was yeah. the only thing I was like. I, I just I, my hands. So I don't use my hands pass rushing, and I just got better on my hands. And I started to do it more and more during the, during the off seasons. Uh, and so in 2018, I launched Likes Out Extreme Fighting, and now we're on Fubo TV, Fubo Sports. So Stop. if you don't have Fubo, get it. Get uh, it. We we uh, get it. We're, we're now in the top ten most watched uh, on Fubo Sports buying international soccer, which is really cool. Um, and then we got a big fight coming up in April in Los Angeles that'll be live on football. And just just really is giving these up-and-coming fighters a shot to, to make a living, right, and, yeah. and, and do what they love to do and be seen because, you know, having a partner like football, this last fight we had was shown not only just all over the country, but we were shown in Canada, France, and some part of Spain. Wow, so that, that was like our first, like, global event. Um, and, and it's different being on this side of it, too. Yeah, you know, now. I'm about to say, I got to ask you, because, you know, like, we, we usually end it now as a, you know, when you, you pivot and you go into the pure entrepreneurial space, you're on the other side. Yeah. Where you, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a totally different side. So how has that been in navigating teams and navigating and building partnerships? You know, did you feel like you was always built for it? Is, this, is there times where just your personality you like ah man I'm tired of this garbage <laughs> yeah no I, I think um, you know we played in the biggest business there is truth and uh in some parts of that business is quite ugly, right? But you, but the more you get away from it, you start to understand it. Yeah. Why, why it was a business the way it was, and so while you're in it, you know you get screwed over by a team. You're like f them, right? <laughs> like you hate them for what it was, and then you start to kind of get away from it. You're like oh, okay, they, that was just a business decision they made because it was like numbers. It was a numbers game. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I took a lot of of that what I learned and being in the NFL and being in the prime what we're doing also. The production qualities of, of the NFL. That we, we walk out to the game, we see those cameras flying over us. You know, the smoking at night and Sunday night football. But I mean, that stuff you can't even put. You can only live it. Yeah. And we lived it at the top of the top. And so, me taking that knowledge, because even then I was I was asking camera crew guys like, hey, why why does you know? <laughs> he was you was doing research. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> on, I was. I'll, I'll be you know three hours before the game, two three hours before the game when we were warming up. I walk around like, hey, why is that camera over there? We're like, what's a jib? Right, I was asking all kind of questions, and I think that that kind of you know made that transition to running this side of things a lot a lot easier. 
bro. I mean, I, number one, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm gonna have to go get some football. Just, just, I'm big on supporting. I said I might not watch a whole lot, but I gotta check my check my guy out. Um, give, give, give this reason, this platform to continue to flourish. Um, I dumb question of the day, man. You know, we talk about light skinned brothers and black skinned brothers. You know what I'm saying? Team light skinned, are y'all back on the rise? I'll be sure led the way in the '80s. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you know, you, you, you holding it down. I mean, you know. Yeah. You know, he just album right now is is, is 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 talk to me, man. As long as Drake keep putting out hits, <laughs> you know. I forgot about yeah, Drake. Yeah, as long as, as, as long as Drake keep putting out hits, um, and, and Ice T keep doing his thing on on, on SVU, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, like he killing me right you, now. You know, so like the longevity of us right now. <laughs> that's why we still live it. You know, so we we need our we need our, our leaders hey, to this, keep going. This is why I live in Jersey. I get four seasons. So in the in the winter, I'm I'm, I'm almost team light skin. <laughs> I be playing both sides of the fence. I'm like nigga, bronze out here, b. <laughs> Bro, I appreciate you for your time, fam. Yeah, continue success with lights out fighting. Make sure y'all check this out on Fubo Sports. My, my fam get, continue to get great done. We got Eli Manning. We got the chips. But I promise you, lights out is a legacy that will continue for a long time. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Welcome to Catch the Moment Podcast, Radio Row Edition, Super Bowl 57, back in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm celebrating 15 years of the Helmet Catch, but even beyond me, I have the great platform and privilege to introduce you to Katie and Suzelle from the United States Navy. They will be responsible for this weekend's flyover. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, listen, as a tradition to the show, we ask, and you know, hopefully... I don't assume anybody's age. Y'all look pleasant, robust, and beautiful this weekend, obviously in well uniform. Said, well said. So I always ask, where were you when you first saw the helmet catch? It's, it's, this, it's this moment typically everyone knows exactly where they were. And if you have any memories, feel free to share. Go ahead, Katie. I sure do. I was in high school. Nice. Uh, we always watched the Super Bowl in my house, and I very specifically remember that I wanted I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, full disclosure. But I wanted the Giants to win because okay. the Patriots had won just way too much already, and I was a little tired of watching them win. Yep, so yep. I was really, really <laughs> excited to see the helmet catch. Yeah. Uh, truly epic moment. Thank you so much. Yeah, we forgive you for being a Cowboys fan. It's, it's okay. We welcome all fans from all walks of life. That's very, very gracious of you. <laughs> No, you, you guys have enough pain going on oh, year in and year out, so I can't rub <laughs> no salt in the wounds. Okay, Suzelle, what was, do, do you remember exactly where you were? Gosh, I must have been in middle school, I think, okay. and right. just watching with my family on our in our living room on the couch. But what a memorable moment. It was fun. So where are you originally from? I'm from Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yep. That is pretty cool. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. ATL. That's right. ATL, shouty. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, um, this 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 must be, this is exciting for me. My son actually just this Tuesday just deployed for, uh, left for Air Force. Oh. So. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, that's why I said to, to sit down with you young ladies. Now, he's going to be doing cyber systems operation. He's quite the... Um, he, he's like the antithesis of his dad. I got a lot going on. My, my son is like straight now. He's like, he calls me up yesterday. He's like, this is my last call, dad. I don't know. I'm, long, I'm not. Bye. <laughs> I've made that call before. <laughs> I know. And it was hilarious. It felt like somebody was just breathing down his neck on the, on the other side. You know, like I'm full metal jacket as far as my, my movie references. I'm like, he. I was like, son, are you about to go private pile? No, 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 no. That's, just, that's pretty deep. So tell me, like, what has it been like 
Number one, my sister did 13 years Marines, and she actually went in in 1989, so it was kind of like a big deal. My dad, like, she was 17, my dad signed her in. What has it been for your guys' experience as ladies um, into the military in general, and maybe seeing some of the changes through the years? Yeah, I mean, I think it's people like your sister that have helped pave the way, and I feel really fortunate to be in the Navy right now. I think we've made a lot of great changes, and it's just getting better and better for women, and just spreading diversity is so important for our Navy. It is. Yeah, I think um, we have a really great team, especially here with us today, but also back at home. Um, our sailors and our maintainers and the other pilots that we work with, um, it's a really great team and really happy to be a part of it. Excellent. So now was this like, okay, how do you, everybody arrives to some degree with, mili with military decisions in a different way. What was it like for you? Of course we're going to talk about the flyover. This is like, you're, <laughs> you're like one of the biggest moments of the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, but what was it like, like how did you guys come to the conclusion like, I want to be in the Navy? For me it was pretty easy. My dad graduated from the Naval Academy and was a Navy pilot. So um, I grew up rooting for Navy, Navy football. Yeah. push-ups at every touchdown. And <laughs> I applied to the Naval Academy and I was fortunate enough to get accepted. So I just did what he did. I thought flying would be cool and here I am. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Big shout to Dad. What's, his, what's Dad's name? Mike. Mike, we love you. You've done well. <laughs> You've done well. Your daughter's She's going to do great. Um, I grew up going to air shows, so I knew that I wanted to fly. And then I went to the Naval Academy as well and picked pilot. And I'm so happy that I made this decision. Wow, Ari. So you guys really out here flying in the air. Now, yeah. I just, literally, I just watched, um, I haven't finished it, but it was such a good movie. Uh, and I, I'm definitely into military movies. I mean, like, you know, we live vicariously. And I'm a big advocate of the right movies in general. I just watched Devotion. Um, I don't know if y'all watched yes. that movie. Yeah. Oh my God, what is it like? Like, you know, what is it like in general? Is it like, is it the adrenaline? Is it, is it like a different kind of liberation? Like, tell me. I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot of adrenaline involved. I like to joke that I don't feel pain in the cockpit and I think that's just because of the adrenaline. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I get grumpy if I don't fly for like three days. <laughs> that is pretty fantastic. Now, you know, forgive me here. I'm, I've been married for 18 years. I get grumpy when I don't have sex for three days. You know, I'm like, okay. I similar. It's I'm like, a, okay, yeah. I get it. So that, there we go. We got, we got something. Pretty, yeah, I think that's a good comparison. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm like, hey, hey, I need a Snicker bar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that is fantastic. So, um, all right, so Super Bowl, like, how does, how does the moment arrive where you either find out that this is like, what's the vibes leading up to this moment? For us, we found out about two weeks ago that we would be doing the flyover. Uh, the Navy picked for the theme to be 50 years of women in naval aviation, which we're celebrating this year. Um, and Amazing. then we got to meet the team and it's such great vibes. We're always joking around and hanging out. It's really awesome to be on this team. <laughs> wow. This is So um, obviously 15 years ago for me was the helmet catch. I believe the last time the Super Bowl was in Arizona, that was Malcolm Butler. Y'all remember Malcolm Butler's moment? I do. Um, you know, game winning. And I thought this, the, you know, I, of course I watched the Super Bowl, but I thought the Seattle Seahawks were, of course, going to win that game because Javon Kirsch makes this crazy, yeah. retarded catch. And I'm like, oh, my God, the, <laughs> the Patriots are going to lose again <laughs> with another super catch. <laughs> so um, I'm expecting some magic to happen. And clearly you, you ladies are a part of the magic. Would you say that this is the moment? Because I like to ask every guest, what has been the moment 
in, or a defining moment in your life or your career up to this point? I don't want to shape this for you, and I want to give you the platform to share that either way, whether this is the moment or whether there's a previous moment that you really felt has been a pivotal moment that, that, is, that has ca caused you to arrive to this moment. I might have to say getting my wings. I think for us, like, it takes years to get to that point, and just finally, like, achieving that and being a real naval pilot. Yeah. Um, I think that's got to be it for me. Yeah. Nice. Um, I would say... This is a super cool opportunity and one that I never expected to have ever through the course of my career, so I'm really honored to be a part of it. But I didn't join the Navy to do Super Bowl flyovers. Come I'm on here to, to serve my country. Come so. on now, let's go. Yeah. Talk uh, about it. I got back from a deployment not too long ago, and wow. that kind of experience with the sailors and maintainers, I have a lot of friends that are deployed currently, so that's what I joined the Navy to do. And I think for me, this is really something that you do for them, for like the exposure, sure. and it's a huge morale boost for everybody. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Well, number one, thank you so much both for your responses, because when you have something that, that, that the world perceives to be so coveted, there's usually more meaning. There's usually more meaning behind someone. That's really what Catch the Moment is all about. Is like, hey man, what's your meaning? What's your pain point? Um, now, from both of you, what has been the most difficult moment that you know, rock to overcome, hill to climb, on on your on your journey to 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 this place in your career? I think every pilot goes through a couple of moments in our pipeline um, where you experience a setback and you have a fear in that moment that you're not going to get where you want to go. For me, in the training command, we have to go to an aircraft carrier and you have to get arrested landings for the first time. You have to prove that you can land on a boat before you can be a naval aviator. Jeez. And I failed the first time that I went to the boat. So that's a huge, I was supposed to wing, I was supposed to get my wings that weekend. Uh, my family had flown out for my winging ceremony and I failed the boat and I came back and my family was there and I didn't get my wings and that's like a very... Just crushing it, it could be downright devastating. Yeah. So I think every pilot in our line of work has experienced something like that before where you just sure. have to bounce back. Yeah, you're amazing. Well, let's trust me. My, so the world talks very often about my Friday practice before the Super Bowl because I dropped almost everything. Yeah. Now, you know, oh and, I, and I dropped a bunch of passes, don't get me wrong. And you dropped two passes at the NFL in the practice, you're like, oh, it's like the worst day at work. And it was more than that. Now, you know how the stories change over time. It's like, he, he didn't catch a cold all week. Like, how? But anyway, so, but yeah, you, you put that behind you, right? And you recognize what your goals, you, you know, you've had a vision, you've worked toward it. Congratulations. Tell me what's your, the biggest obstacle or pain point that you've had to overcome. Gosh, I can't really like nail down one sure. moment, but kind of what you were saying with dropping catches, uh, I think for both of us and everyone in our line of work, we have bad flights. You know, we fly all the time and not all of them are perfect and not all of them go well, but it's those ones and then picking yourself back up and moving on and looking ahead and learning from it and getting better that, uh, that makes us better in our line of work. You, you ladies are better. You're not just better. You're the best. You've been, you know, and I think this is a powerful thing when you're chosen, right? It's like a, it's a weird thing where, you know, there's other women potentially that could have been chosen, perhaps, but you two were chosen. And that's kind of, right? Are there mean, there's other not many. I didn't think there was many, but maybe there's one other. <laughs> maybe but they're busy doing others. Gotcha. Excellent. Well, you were chosen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, being chosen is, is something pretty cool in, in general, all right? Because it doesn't mean that there's no one else that could do it, but it does mean that you're chosen. And I'm glad that you two were chosen. I'm glad that you're in service to our country. Um, 
Another quick random question. What's your favorite war movie? Military movie? Okay, I, I, this is a shout out to my squadron. Uh, we watched Fury a lot when we were on deployment. Fury? I'm not even sure if I've seen that just yet. You helping me? You might the, be helping me out. Movie about the tank. Oh, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah. I did. That was a good one. Okay. Fury. Uh, war movie. I love American Sniper. I think that's a great American Sniper great was deep. That was deep. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. My, I got a few. My my favorite originally has always been uh, Black Hawk Down. Tears in the Sun was a little more Hollywood, but it was still fantastic, you know. But um, I mean, there's so many. There's, there's, there's so many. Um, last question for you, if you know, I guess I have to release you to to other opportunities. To you know, what are you most looking forward to in your continued service to your country, and um, you know, and obviously throughout the course of your life. I never like to define someone by their job, right? So even for you, as as, as women, as as um, as pilots, as leaders. What are you most looking forward to, um, even beyond the Super Bowl, which is, again, a crowning moment? Well, for me, I have not deployed yet, so I'll leave for my first deployment in October, which I don't know if you're going to hate me for saying I'm looking forward to that because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of hardships that come with that. But sure. just the, um, the ability to live on the boat with all our sailors and maintainers and you know do the real thing out there, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Amazing. I think that we're always growing as pilots and as leaders and as people. So the fact that I don't really know what's next is kind of cool. It's yeah. a cool opportunity. There's a lot of things that I could potentially do next. Uh, the, the Navy is really good about providing opportunities for us. So um, I'm starting to explore what my next tour is going to be, which sure. is a big step. So I'm just excited to see where I end up. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. Um, again, there's been a couple miracles in the desert already. Um, you guys are you're the real thing. You're, you're clearly not a miracle. You're proven. You've been chosen. That flyover, you guys are going to crush it. Um, it's probably the easiest thing you're going to do. You've got to be in position, right? Well, again, thank you so much for, for your time, your service, your commitment. I just honor you as, as, as service women. Um, just as much as, as as accomplished accomplished pilots. So thank you so much for your time and joining us on Catch the Moment Podcast. Thanks thank so much. You. Appreciate it.